What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and today is a surprise day one of Zendikar spoilers. So I had a couple of cards that I wanted to look at or possibly throw out some another, some more random stuff, and then Wizards of the Coast was like, hey, Hamhawks, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to continue the Overthinking MTG podcast quite in the way that you want because we have some Planeswalkers that you need to talk about. So Zendikar Rising is going to be coming out next month, and we weren't expecting spoilers to drop for another week or so and then they surprised us today with uh re reveals for two spoilers two spoiler reveals for anyway i'm, I'm getting tongue-tied but let's let's just get into it ladies and gentlemen so first off i want to talk about nahiri heir of the ancients she is a planeswalker who is two red white Legendary Nahiri with plus one, create a one one white core warrior creature token then you may attach an equipment you control to it so any one equipment, you just get to lock right onto it. That's pretty fantastic. Negative two, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a warrior or equipment card from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. That's right. We have warrior synergies, apparently, in Zendikar. That's a, that's a tribe that we've seen around for a while, but it hasn't had a lot of support minus, say, Najila, the Blade Blossom. Other than that... There's very little, if any, support for the warrior class. And so that's that's something that we have here, which is kind of cool. I'm, I'm interested to see how they flesh that out with the rest of Zendikar. Anyway, let's continue. Nahiri also has the negative three. So the kind of the equivalent of the alt is the negative three, which she can do the moment she comes down because she starts with four loyalty. And Nahiri, heir of the ancients, deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to twice the number of equipment you control so she is clearly incentivizing you to play equipment there's there's a lot there so we all love equipment i mean it's super duper fun and she's in boros colors and that's exactly what they want to be doing so if you're like me the very very first thing you think of when you read that you can attach an equipment to a creature as part of a loyalty ability you think of colossus hammer colossus hammer is a classic card it costs one to drop equip creature gets plus 10 plus 10 and loses flying but the equip cost is eight so being able to bypass equip costs this is like number one first thing that comes to mind unfortunately the last time this was printed was an m20 so it's going to be rotating out of standard Ah, so we won't be able to play Colossus Hammer alongside Nahiri Air of the Ancients unless they're going to be reprinting it in Zendikar Rising, which, who knows. Um, with Nahiri, I would be shocked if they don't include a fair number of enchantments, or a fair number of equipment, rather, as a part of the core set. I mean, there's no way you, you print the equipment Planeswalker and then not surround her with equipment. So I think this is pretty solid. It's a rock-solid four-drop equipment-heavy commander, and it really benefits. Um, the one thing is the plus one, the creature that you get, you can only attach one equipment to, and so that's something to keep in mind as you're building it. Um, I feel like that's really where a lot of the value is going to come in, being able to bypass those equip costs. So there are a couple of cards that, the, a couple other ones that I want to call out. Um, well, for one, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on the Zendikar spoilers because I have no doubt there are some crazy synergies in there. 
And there's Colossus Hammer, as previously mentioned. There's also Sunforger, which was recently reprinted in Double Masters. It's a classic enchantment. Enchantment. I keep saying enchantment. Sorry. Equipment. A classic equipment that comes down for three. It equips for three. And equip creature gets plus four, plus zero. But that's not the part you care about. You can play, pay one red, one white, unattached Sunforger. Search your library for a red or white instant card with converted mana cost four or less and cast that card without paying its mana cost, then shuffle your library. So with Nahiri, Heir of the Ancients, and Sunforger in play, you can get any instant out of your library once per turn for two. Two! And that's any instant that costs four or less. So that's a lot. There's a lot of great stuff. And so all of a sudden, in Boros, if you're already running a, a deck that's running Sunforger, Nahiri Air of the Ancients is a slam dunk home run selection. Because what you can do is, on turn three, you play Sunforger. On turn four, you play Nahiri Air of the Ancients. Create the 1-1 token. Equip Sunforger to it. So come turn five. And that's assuming you don't have any ramp in the earlier turns. You add Arcane, Arcane Signet or... Um, well, anyway, you can add a number of different ramp, ramp packages to make this even faster. But you get that going, and all of a sudden, by turn 5, at the absolute latest, you can be firing off Sunforger like once per turn for 2 mana. So that that's almost nothing. <laughs> like, for the value you're getting, that's fantastic. So I think Nahiri has a, it, it has a cool home. Not to mention there's also cards like the Cauldra Cycle, which all have very heavy equip costs. You know, that cost 4 or 5 to equip. And so being able to bypass that so the one example is the sword of cauldra that gives a creature plus five plus five and then whenever the creature deals damage to a creature remove that creature from the game so you just straight up exile a creature every time it deals damage it's like ultra death touch so that's fantastic yeah i think nihiri era of the ancients is a very good card it's not like slam dunk it's not gonna re it's not gonna shatter the world unless there are some crazy synergies in zendikar rising but this is kind of a signpost that there's going to be a lot of equipment coming, and that's really cool. I enjoy playing with equipment. I think it's a lot of fun. So all in all, I think Nahiri is a very solid Planeswalker. Additionally, I want to point out, she's a four drop that starts with four loyalty, and she doesn't really have a big ultimate ability on her. Um, I feel like this is an indicator of they're starting to power down some cards, which I can imagine is going to infuriate some people because they've been expecting a certain power level. However, I'm very grateful to see that. I'm glad that the Mythics are not quite the huge splashy bombs that they have been in recent sets in the past. My hope is that that's an indicator that this power creep that we've all been dealing with and have had to kind of slog our way through is going to slow down. We've got a lot of work to do to get to a place where the game can be truly healthy and diverse. Um, however, if they're printing this power level throughout Zendikar Rising, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see the Teamer Clover decks basically just run over standard because nothing is as powerful as that. However, well, and Uro, of course, but with a couple of strategic bannings, it, it would be possible if the card pool is of a lower power level to get to a place where things have things stabilize and we see five or six tier one decks um that sounds almost like a pipe dream given how dominant individual decks have been recently but i feel like we could get there if this is what they're printing so i'm i'm delighted i enjoy nahiri now there's another planeswalker that they spoiled as well and that is jace mirror mage now jace mirror mage is another four loyalty planeswalker uh, that comes down for three now okay i know what you're thinking three mana planeswalker ah warning 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 but 
I don't think that's an issue here, actually. So Jace Mirror Mage, four mana, or sorry, three mana. It's one blue blue, and it has Kicker two. So wait a minute, is it a three drop Planeswalker or a five drop Planeswalker? Well, it's both, and let's see what you get. When Jace Mirror Mage enters the battlefield, if Jace was kicked, create a token that's a copy of Jace Mirror Mage, except it's not legendary and has a starting loyalty of one. So that's really freaking cool. So you get potentially, so if you play it for three, you get just one version of this guy. If you play it for five, you get two. And so with that, what do you get? Plus one, scry two. That's awesome. I think that as a, as a plus ability is awesome. Now the one thing, it's card neutral. So compared to cards like Narset that allows you to draw extra cards, that is kind of an issue. Like it, there, you're not getting that benefit. Um, but there's a second loyalty ability. And what's that loyalty ability? Lo that loyalty ability is zero. Draw a card and reveal it. Then remove a number of loyalty counters equal to that card's converted mana cost from Jace Mirror Mage. And so you know what this is? This is a Planeswalker Serum Visions. That's what we're seeing here. Or perhaps Preordain or whatever the ver fixed version of Serum Visions is. But I'm using Serum Visions as the example because I like it, dang it. So why do I say that this card is like Serum Visions? Because Serum Visions is a sorcery where you draw a card and you scry two. So with Jace Mirror Mage, what you get is if you kick it, it comes in for five mana, you get a Planeswalker that has four loyalty on it. You uptick the four loyalty version so that you scry two. You look at the top two cards of your library. If one of those is a card you want, put it on top. And then use the token copy use the zero ability of the token jace and so then you draw the card you reveal it show the whole table what it is and then you remove counters equal to that equal to that card so if the card has a mana cost that's anything above one the token copy would die immediately upon using that ability in which case all it does is draw a card because you kicked it and so drawing a card for two mana after scrying two and having a planeswalker on board that is going to consistently um, ensure decent draws throughout the rest of the game i feel like that's fair and that's really solid now here's the greatest part about it though with that token copy if the if the card that you draw off the top is a land its converted mana cost is zero which means the token copy sticks around and allows you to keep drawing more cards later on down the line so it's scry two draw a card scry two draw a card every single turn that this planeswalker survives so that's just serum vision on a stick now if you don't see the card that you want if you aren't getting what you need in those top two use the token copy to scry two and then you just uptick it and then you're scrying four in any given turn and so you can chuck all four of those to the bottom and just keep digging so if you're playing in a combo deck jace mirror mage is awesome now is it as awesome as something like grim tutor where you can basically just get exactly the card you need for three well that's arguable because jace is going to help you in a lot of other like i i don't know i think jace is going to help you in a lot of other ways it also cannot be it cannot be understated. One of the values of Planeswalkers is keeping damage off of your life total. Keeping attention on the Planeswalkers rather than your face is very, very valuable. I have won a number of games because my opponent turns all of their attackers on my Planeswalkers instead of me and it buys me an extra turn or two. And with Jace Mirror Mage, what you get is a Planeswalker who can get you some really solid value when he first drops, and the potential for solid value in just card draw and consistency throughout the game if left unchecked. But what it's more likely going to do 
is pull removal from your opponent or pull uh, focus on their attackers rather than sending it to your face. And so that shouldn't be understated. You should appreciate that because it is meaningful. So is the card amazing? No. Just like what we were saying with Nahiri, I feel like the power level is fair. This is what a fair three-mana Planeswalker looks like. And it has Kicker. So Kicker's coming back, everybody. Which, in Historic, might actually be significant because Dominaria had a lot of Kicker Matters cards. And so, who knows? There might be some fun Historic brews as with Zendikar Rising um, with Zendikar Rising cards and cards from Dominaria with Kicker. I don't know. That could just be fun. Anyway, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I think there's a lot of cool possibilities, and I'm looking forward to using Jace and Nahiri in the future. Um, I'm looking forward to possibly catching them in my drafts. You know, that's something that is definitely going to happen when Zendikar Rising first drops, and I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate it. This has been the Overthinking MTG podcast, looking at some new cards from Zendikar Rising. Keep it uh, keep it tuned here for more of the spoilers. Each day we're going to be looking at one card that makes a splash during the, throughout the spoiler season, and we're going to really do a deep dive on it and do some overthinking. So if you've enjoyed enjoyed this um this podcast it's available anywhere podcasts are sold or on youtube thank you so much you can also catch me on twitch twitch.tv slash hamhawks42 thanks so much um and i will catch you next time and don't forget that you are a good person and you deserve to be happy